All right, guys. So jumping on this morning with Justin Devonshire, who is over in Cyprus, right? That's right. All right. And Justin is a Justin. So Justin owns multiple gyms. I'll let him share this with you guys. But just to introduce him, some Justin owns multiple gyms, and he's a mentor for Fit Pros. And um, typically, I use that word pretty loosely these days because anyone really, I guess, calls himself a mentor. But having just a little, spent a little bit of time with Justin, the way he is helping uh, gym owners is is something that I haven't seen in the industry at all. And I, I mean, the last year I've been around quite a few gym owners and even, you know, uh, worked alongside some of the people that refer to themselves as coaches. So Justin, um, can you just maybe go ahead and introduce yourself, share with the group who you are, kind of how we ended up here today and, and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, man. So like a lot of the guys, I, I started off in the industry running, uh, working out of a gym. So I, I started off as an employee in a gym. I then wasn't, valued or appreciated in, in my perspective and went out there and started my own thing and became self-employed wanting to get more clients and replace the income went down the route of being a solopreneur self-employed then from there uh, after making a lot of mistakes which we'll talk about today i then did manage to grow a fitness business that that could work without me in the technical day-to-day -day of things so i became that business owner entrepreneur and now to this day, I've, in the last uh, four or five years, I've also been a mentor and investor in other fitness businesses too, and invest, um, you know, helping building the systems, the strategy, the mentoring capital here and there to get them going. So I've, I've, I've got that kind of unique perspective where I've gone from being an employee, self-employed, entrepreneur, and investor in fitness businesses. I've, I've built and sold companies, fitness companies as well, uh, and helped others do the same thing. So, uh, and I've been doing it for about nearly 10 years now. And so I have a bit of a perspective that's a bit more broadened, like, like yourself compared to most people where the most people that fit pros are listening to today, either, uh, have never had a fitness business or any business really. Um, a lot of people teaching marketing have just, you know, read some marketing stuff and, and, you know, know some advertising or know how to build a funnel and they think that's that's it and a lot of the guys who who may do work in fitness if you really pay attention you'll notice that most of them have simply got to a point where they don't actually run a fitness business they, they actually still have a job and it all depends on them but because they're not able to grow the business the next level to work to work for them which you guys will learn how to do today because they can't do that they take what i call the sideways six-figure move, which is, you know, they've got to the ceiling in their own business where they're just fully booked and they'll, rather than learn to grow and develop and mature and, and learn new skills to get to a seven-figure business, they'll instead just start teaching fit pros how to dig what they just did and start over again. And then, uh, you know, it doesn't, and, and, and so the problem is they're teaching other fit pros just how to get more busy, but those fit pros end up in the same trap as them which is having a business that is not systemized, not profitable, not sustainable, not scalable. And when times like this happen, going into a recession, coronavirus, retention is going to drop for a lot of fit pros, cash is going to dry up if it hasn't already. This is the time you realize, a lot of fit pros realizing their businesses are not built to last. And there's a lot of panic right now. 
And so that's the kind of things we really help FitPros with is, is to build a sturdy longevity business that, that's sustainable and profitable and works for them rather than them constantly working for it. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense, bro. I think, you know, and um, yeah, it's funny with, I mean, you know, yesterday, uh, you know, the coronavirus, you know, obviously that's, here we are talking about it, but it, it's, it's worth talking about now because, you know, you know, there, it's been going on in the U.S. and around the world, right? But yesterday in the United States became, there, there was a huge shift because you had Major League Baseball shut down, NBA shut down, National Hockey League shut down, schools across the country are shut down, right? All kinds of, uh, the Houston Rodeo in 83 years here where I'm at, never been shut down, shut down. Like Tony all Robbins of the cancelers event as well. What's that? Tony Robbins event. Everything. WrestleMania. That's the, that's when you get a problem. WrestleMania is going to be postponed. Yeah. If you don't let WrestleMania go on, you're going to find people in the streets doing WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) But what happened though, with all of that is all of a sudden now people have taken a step back and are like, wow, maybe we should pay more attention to this. Right. And in the, in the media and whatever that, you know, the politics aside are driving all that, but still fear when fear creeps in, you know, people start making decisions based around fear and the gym is actually one of the first things to go because gyms are typically known as a germ box. Right. But before we actually even jump all the way into that, like, you know, you, you went from employee in the gym up to now you, you help uh, gym owners. Right. So you've went, you've traveled the whole thing. Before we actually speak about Justin, the, the, the mentor, what would you say was the hardest challenge for you on the inside, going from the employee guy up into the point where you can actually have a business that ran without you? The hardest thing is, is really it's, it's, it's down to like a lack of perspective because you don't know what you don't know. And so you, when you don't even realize that when, when I was an employee, I, at one point, I didn't know I was going to work for myself one day. I didn't know you. I didn't realize you could be self-employed. I was just happy working in the gym, um, you know, until I saw a PT on the floor doing his own thing and, and thought, wow, I can be my own boss and all this kind of thing. Um, and then when you where most guys probably listening to this are now, they're, they're, they're self-employed or maybe they've got a couple of trainers working with them but they don't really look at it like a business and don't treat themselves like a business owner. And for a lot of guys, it's like that, that perspective, they've never had it before. They've never thought about it. No one's ever, no, we, we all talk about make money with your passion, but no one's ever talked about build a business that delivers personal and group training. So that's the, that was one of the biggest things for me is just not knowing. So I made all the mistakes, not even knowing they were mistakes until I realized this isn't working for me. <laughs> my life's not working out, um, you know, specifically in some of those challenges. I mean, the biggest thing for me when I lost my, I lost my first entire studio. So I, I learned the marketing, I learned the sales, did the copywriting, learned all that great, great stuff from a lot of good people, had the leads coming in, had the sales coming in to my semi-private studio. But then I was training small groups of four people from 6 a.m. in the morning up until 9 p.m. at night. Yeah. And then, you know how you work so much and you go to bed and you actually have dreams about working the next day? Yeah. Like, They're nightmares. <laughs> I'll close the door. Yeah, I've got to do this tomorrow. And you wake up and you're back into work. And it was all me. So I thought I kind of made it. I, I thought like I've done the marketing. I've done the sales. I've built the funnels. I've done 
what the guys on my marketing courses have taught me. Uh, I'm making, you know, around about eight, nine K a month. Uh, you know, it's a six, but it's a six figure job and everything depends on me. The more clients you get, the more cracks start appearing, the more you stop, the more tired you get, your social life suffers. Uh, you know, you have no life really. And then that is when I had a, a family emergency. So I was out, I moved out here to, to Cyprus in Eastern Europe. And that my parents back in the UK had an emergency and my mother had was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And I basically had to, you know, refund everyone that month and just, just come back to the UK indefinitely. And I stayed in the UK for a good year, um, helped my mother get back to health. She recovered, fortunately. But after all that settled, I realized that I never had a business. It was just a job. And I spent two years building it, two years of investment. And then one thing that pulls me away and the whole thing crumbles to dust. And that's when I learned then I had to start really, I, I'd learned what I need to learn from the marketing side. I now need to learn how to build a real business. So I stopped looking so much at like, you know, internet marketers and Frank Kerr and all these guys, which are all great, great information. But I, I, I got that handled. Now I started to read books like, you know, how, how, how is Starbucks doing it? How do McDonald's do it? How, you know, um, reading books like the E-Myth. E-myth. Things like that. How do you grow a business that delivers a service that can work without me? Because I, I became then before that change, I was, I was conditioned to be scared about sourcing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let another trainer touch my clients for a week so I could go on holiday. If you'd yeah. asked me that eight years ago, I would have just thought you were crazy. Yeah. Now we have, we have coaches we employ on minimum 20 K a year contracts, uh, the 20,000 pounds, not dollars contracts that I haven't even met yet. So it's a change in perspective, what you think is possible. Yeah. Uh, but that was it. That big thing, realizing that you have to have systems in place and you need a lot more things to build a business. And it's just a job hanging on to you right now. That's, that was the biggest transition to make for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. So, you know, um, thanks for sharing. So, um, we're going to talk about some things today that are going to make some people uncomfortable, but you know, I believe that it needs to be said because I, I, one of the, the reasons I feel that so many gym owners are stuck is because you got these really savvy, charismatic marketing guys that keep telling them how amazing they are. And, and as people to sacrifice so much to, to do something, you, they are good people, right? So many gym owners are good people, but they're really bad business people. And that's just the truth that so many don't want to hear. And what, what I've learned, though, is that, you know, today we online, you always see everybody's good. Like even just on your personal profile on social media, all you're going to see is the good from everybody, right? And then business-wise, the guys are sharing their two commas, their this, their cars, and all you see is the good, right? But like guys like myself and you, like I have read like the Robert Kiyosaki's of the world that were living in their their parents' basement, right? Broke. Like guys have failed their way to the top, man. That the only way you really learn a lot of the times is you got to go and make the mistakes. But then at the same time, the, the, my business needs someone that is enough of a leader to, to recognize these things and to, and to reach out and, and to seek out help. And, and at one point in time in this industry, right? Uh, um, you know, you have a lot of people that didn't know what they didn't know, right? And they were hiring people to be their business coach 
only to find out that that person really wasn't coaching them on their business. They were handing them some kind of offer or gimmick that they can run on Facebook and that take them to a landing page on ClickFunnels and then outside of that, you're beat, right? And we've seen where that got us. So um, would you agree that for, for me, what I talk to people and say that, that what my business needs more than anything else is a leader, right? Because a, a leader is going to recognize deficiencies and whether they're, they're going to be the one to correct them or they're going to bring someone in or they're going to learn something, whatever they're going to do. The leader recognizes what's going on and is able to uh, do whatever they need to to resolve that issue. The, the leader has the vision. Right, the leader is responsible for for bringing people in. The leader has to have an, uh, enough humility to to be able to say, "Hey, if I leave for a week, my members aren't going to go. They don't need me that bad." Right. So, would would you say that a lot of uh, gym businesses, these fit pros, that their business is 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 lack of leadership? Definitely, and you know, I want to I want to go into like um, three foundational cracks, and and you know, leadership and that kind of business from perspective is is the first one really and um what that means is and this is really aimed at the guys especially if you're getting to like a six a low six figure revenue right now most of the guys we deal with they're making between 10 to thirty thousand dollars a month which shows that like you said you're 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 most likely a great coach you've got a great offer you've validated your service people are coming and they're staying with you and you probably have a great community going on and you're, you've, you've really hit the ceiling of being an amazing practitioner, but you've hit that point now where, yeah, you need to realize the first decision is a conscious choice to say, well, do I want to keep being the self-employed, super, super fully booked popular trainer that maybe has a couple of trainers helping me out? Or do I now want to step up and be the business owner, the captain, the leader, and yeah, put everything in place, take ultimate responsibility and start building a company that that is gonna make this impact on a level beyond what i can do on my own and being that leader what, what the biggest shift when we can talk about you know leadership all day but to put it into pragmatic terms of what does it actually mean to be a leader it's not positive thinking it's not all that stuff it's really it's it's number one taking responsibility for absolutely everything don't go blaming, you know, I, 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 I'm screwed up because I hired this trainer and they stole 30 of my clients. Well, you hired the person, right? So that's on you. You didn't learn how to effectively hire. So you've got to take ultimate responsibility for absolutely everything in the company. It's success and failures. You can delegate tasks, but you can't delegate responsibility ultimately. And being a leader now is going to be the person that you, 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 you'll start to transition you, you get from zero to low six figures through very hard physical work, blood, sweat, and tears, turning up to sessions, doing the sessions, putting the hours in, putting the reps in. That can't scale much beyond, beyond 20, 30K a month if you've got you know, one to 100 to 150 clients at a reasonable rate. You can't scale your effort and energy beyond that. You have a very limited adrenal system and a number of hours in the day. We can't, we can't infinitely scale it. So being a leader then means stop being the hustler and start being the leader means that your hard work is not so much physical hard work anymore. It's now mental, emotional hard work of accepting responsibility for everything in your business and the people you're paying a wage to 
and the family that you're putting food on the table for and the suppliers that you're putting money into and, and the, 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 the facility that you're renting or buying, your business is now churning out more money to all these different places and that you're responsible for all of it. And being a leader means that you start, you, you, you begin starting uncomfortable conversations and taking unpopular actions. Yeah. That's not, it's not physically hard to do, but it's emotionally, mentally hard. And that's why so many fit pros, they have this momentum riding up to low six figures because they're a great coach. They ads, sales, funnels, good stuff. Like it's working, it's working. Cash comes in, cash comes in. They can handle it. They can handle it. They can handle it. Bam, they hit a ceiling at about 25K a month usually where they can't, and, and, and the hardest thing is not only those things I talked about where you've now got to learn the soft, more intangible mental, emotional leadership skills to get to the next level. You can't just hustle more. You're already hustling seven days a week. You can't hustle eight days a week. And that's the reality the fit pros don't want to accept because the it's hard because the practices that got you to this point, you have to now stop and destroy or otherwise those strengths, if you hold on to them too long, now become your weaknesses. You have to unlearn everything and learn a whole new set of skills. You need people in the company to do what you were, you were doing before. You need coaches and trainers and managers to work, work for you and do the physical work. Yeah. You've got to do skill you've got to start all over again and that i think is what hits a lot of ego yeah. where you've got to start over from scratch and realize to get to the next level you've got to shed everything and be a beginner all over again yeah yeah and there's a lot of fear associated with it and i and trust me i get it myself because um you know i, I here i am working in a, in a brick and mortar gym you know in my local community and, and grew to a place very successful right? Very successful. And then, um, you know, I go and I start working online and have a 100% remote business. And it presents all kinds of new challenges. And, and I'm working with business owners as opposed to just working direct to the consumer, right? I, I call it always, we're always working with people, right? But working with the business owner, typically more of a challenge of working with someone trying to lose some weight because the, the business owner has bills and overhead. I mean, it's just, there's a lot more that comes with it. And now I'm 100% remote and I've spent the last year just learning, right? How I can be most effective in helping people and being able just to say, Hey, like it's going to take me a little while to be good at this, but I know that I have to do this if I want to ultimately be able to fulfill what it is that whatever we set out to do. And then that, that in itself becomes a, a, a huge issue. And, and I want to ask you about this. I'll talk to gym owners and I will say, you know, uh, so, so what's going on, right? You know, and I, I need to get more leads. Okay, well, why do you need more leads? Because I need to put more people in the gym. Okay, why do you need to put more people in the gym? Because I got to pay the bills. Okay, why does that matter? And eventually they run out and, and, and there is no actual real vision with the business at all. It's like, we're just putting people in the gym so we could pay the bills and I, I can hopefully pay myself this month. And there's nothing past that. Can you, can you talk about that? I mean, you know, for me, when I see things like these big franchises, the Barry's boot camps, the burn boot camps, the, the orange theories of the world, these guys that have these franchises uh, that have are spread across the country, some across the world, like they didn't just accidentally get where they're at. Like there was a plan in place to get there. Yeah. It comes back. It comes down back to um, your perspective, your identity again, 
that's why I mentioned at the start that I've been through you know, employee, self-employed, entrepreneur, investor. They're basically different actions you take because you have a different perspective or a different goal. So the people we're talking to, they're still self-employed in their identity. They might have a gym or technically own a business with a few employees, but in their mindset, they're still self-employed. And the self-employed person, which means employed, you have a job, all the employed person generally cares about is getting paid end of the month. So if you have a job, you don't have a vision beyond 30 days. Your vision is pay my rent. Yeah. It's what can I get? What do I get? Um, and so the employee is generally driven by ego, scarcity, fear, and you know, what benefits do I get from this? Why does it have to be so hard? Total lack of responsibility. Yeah. Whereas then if you have to transition that mindset to think like an entrepreneur or a business owner, the business owner is driven by impact and giving, which is the opposite of the, of the solopreneur. So you've got to get, you've got to tap into that first and, you know, create that vision and, and, and start thinking about what value can my business give to the community, to, 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 to me, to my family, to my clients, to team members, and start, and, and you've got to tune into that first and see the possibility, which, um, you know, it's easier said than done. It'll generally happen. You'll transition to that usually once you meet your basic financial income goals. When you're kind of financially secure a little bit, then the ego, the scarcity resides a little bit and you start to think, well, you know, I've got mine. I'm doing okay. What can I give now instead? What can we turn this into? Yeah. And so, you know, that, that really, it, it's going to start with the mindset and you can, um, I, I, and, and it's just a lot of fit pros are realizing that they're not cut out for this. You know, it, it's just, they never wanted a business and that's why it's taking responsibility, the conscious choice. First of all, and you've got to a point, you become so popular. You thought you wanted a business. Now you're being given the keys to a business, but do you actually know what that entails? And if you want the freedom lifestyle, you want the 10 K a month, personal salary from the company you want the freedom of choice you want the impact and the significance and the status of doing it if you want the rewards of being an entrepreneur you have to accept the responsibilities of being one yeah that's where we're getting stuck and it's just like the gym clients who want the six-pack abs but don't want to train and eat like an athlete that's what fit pros are doing today i want the rewards of an entrepreneur i want to, I want to live like gary v or this person or whatever and it's like, okay, so start employing people, start saving up cash, start building a company culture that attracts the best trainers to work for you. Invest in those trainers. Um, trust them with your clients. Earn enough cash and profit and, and be frugal in your own life to put the money back in the company. And there's the one thing, there's the one difference. You know, are you building a company to take money out? Because that's why it's not profitable probably because these gym owners say, I'm burned out, I'm doing everything, but I've got no profit. I'm doing 20K a month, but there's no profit. I can't afford to pay someone because they've got you know, a mortgage on a five-bedroom villa and they've got a lease on a sports car or they've got a nice Rolex watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you've got more money on your wrist than you have in your personal bank account. That's the problem. Yeah. And so if you're building a company to take the money out, Versus, like, I'm, I'm 33. I do not own a property, right? I, I rent where I live. I lease, I lease my car. I have very few personal belongings. And, you know, 
my, you know, I have to, every time my, my parents come over, we have this conversation. They're like, when are you going to invest in a property? When are you going to settle down? And I have this conversation every time. And I've seen my friends the last five, five, six, seven years. They've all, you know, bought, got, got mortgages. They go into debt. They buy flash cars. They bought flash watches. Um, they take luxury trips around the world. And they're just spending all their money on things that they want to own, which is fair enough, no judgment. My choice was just to reinvest every penny I could back into my businesses because I want to build a business to invest into it, not to take extract all the money out of it. I'd rather keep the profits and give them to our people, to our team and our clients and our shareholders. And because of that, we're in a profitable situation. We, we're, we're, we have surplus revenue. We have at least 10 months of operating cash, which means we could, we could make zero money for the next 10 months and we still have enough money in the bank to keep the lights on and pay everyone. So when things like the recession hits or we have a bad month or the gym gets flooded or there's a terrorist attack or there's a coronavirus or whatever can happen, we're, it's, it's ugly, but we're okay. We can, we can ride through it because we have, um, I always say, you know, cash is your defense and marketing is your offense. Mm -hmm. yeah. And FitPros are not, not getting the first part of that equation. And they come to a hard time. And like you said, it's more leads, more leads, more leads. But the fact that you haven't got the leads because you don't have the revenue you need, because you don't have the profit margins, because you're spending money on crap, right? That, that, is, the, that is only trying to fix the symptom. But having operating cash and profits and a lean business that you're investing into is the defense long-term. Wow. And, and, and this is like, yeah, and this is like a whole new thing that no one's talking about with business owners, with fitness business owners at least. Um, but it's time now, if you want to survive the next five years, you've got to step up and you've got to get a business education like this. Yeah. So where you actually led into where I wanted to go next and let's talk money. So money is where everyone gets uncomfortable, but it's something that we need to talk about. So it's funny, you brought something up and I, I forget what book I read it in, but you know, something I learned a long time ago was, you know, the asset as a business owner that, that I own and possess that, that I should invest the most in is my business with my finances. Like there, there's no other asset that, that is going to um, give me as high as a return as what could possibly happen when I invest into my own business. The return there is always the highest. So, um, you know, for me, you, you know, I grew up a street kid, man. So I was hustling and bustling my whole life, you know. And then as the gym started to grow, the first month that, I, you know, I had put together and, and you know, I had a, a marketing guru that helped me at first in my gym, right? And the first month, you know, I quadrupled my revenue, but then I went into the red that month and I didn't pay myself still, right? And, and but for right away for me, take ownership of that and say, hey, this is a problem. Leads yeah. are not my problem. Robert is my problem. So <laughs> I brought in a lady that became the CFO of my gym. From that next month on, right, I paid myself every month. We were, we, uh, were profitable every month and within two to three months after bringing her in, I paid myself more than any uh, boss had ever paid me while my business was still stacking cash on the back end, right? And we were always cash healthy. And, and, and I tell people all the time, like one of the reasons why we've been so successful is we run lean, 
right? We don't, we don't have a whole bunch of expenses that we don't need, right? We, we, uh, we keep money in the business. So when tough times might roll around, we could still make good decisions and not fear-based decisions, right? And we've just been really, really good with our money, right? The, the leads are one thing, but we're making very sound financial decisions. So, and I talk to gym owners every day and I know that you do too. And, and, and more than anything, like I hear is a lot, there's a lack of accountability, even though that they want their members to be accountable, right? There's a lack in taking ownership in some of the decisions and, and some of the worst decisions that are being made are around the finances. And, and with you working directly with gym owners, can you share a little bit about hey, what you're running into, you know, with finances and then give uh, the listeners an idea of how you actually help gym owners work through it? Cool. Yeah. So finances is a huge topic. Finances is the key to everything. And that's the one thing that we don't want to admit as personal trainers, the same way your gym clients don't want to admit that counting calories and tracking their workout logs is the key to their success. We, we hope at a, at a human nature level, we hope that overcompensating with more work will relieve us relieve us of the need of counting our work you know we, we just hustle harder if you know I, I don't even know what the profit margins are but if i just earn more cash there's bound to be a profit left right you know if if i just uh you know um, starve myself i'll probably end up under my calorie intake right and it and it doesn't and, and you know how's that working out for us it doesn't work right so um, and, and this is one of the fundamental cracks we talk about is that you can neglect these things in the beginning and, and most fit pros do. We neglect the leadership side. We neglect the financial side and operations when we're going from zero up to about 10 or 20,000 a month in revenue. But as the company starts getting bigger and it then has more moving parts, has more clients, has more team members, has more structure, the business gets heavier and then the cracks start really showing after a while. And this is what I said, you can't keep what got you here, won't get you to the next level. So you'll get up to about 25K, 30K maybe a month, kind of getting by, flying by your pants. But if you've ignored the finances so long, you're not gonna double your revenue ever. You're not gonna do it. So you have to start now getting to a point where the numbers tell you the health of your business. The numbers tell you everything. They have their own language. Finance is a language, and you need to start learning that language of knowing what the numbers are, what do they mean, what are the implications. And once you do that, you're then able, you're only then able to make decisions on what strategy to do next. So, you know, FitPros will ask me, how much should I pay a trainer? Well, the question is how much, not how much should you pay a trainer, it's how much can you pay a trainer? It doesn't matter how much you should pay, how much money you got, yeah. right? That, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the, and, and I always, I found this through mentoring that whenever someone asks a question with the word should, check your language because the word should automatically means you're probably giving up responsibility somewhere. Mm. No. If you say, what could I pay a trainer or what would I pay a, you know, what could I pay a trainer is, is a practical question. What would I pay a trainer is a philosophical one. What should I pay a trainer is, 
just tell me the answer without any thought or strategy. Yeah. The worst part is many so-called mentors out there will give you an answer, which is total horse crap. Like how much should I pay for a lead on Facebook? Hey Robert, should I do Google ads or Facebook ads? Yeah, yeah. Word should automatically um, means you're not taking responsibility and you want someone just to hand you an answer. And, and that's, that's, you know, should I eat bananas? A banana is good for me. How many peanuts should I eat today? Right. You know, um, so check that in, in your, in your thoughts, you have to start monitoring the numbers. You need to know the numbers, like your, your gross revenue. You need to, it's, 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 it's alarming that I don't blame the fit pros for this. It's not their fault. They don't know this stuff, but it is their responsibility to go and learn. But most fit pros, if I ask them right now, what's the difference between, um, gross profit, net profit, they wouldn't know the difference. And yet these same people, these same fit pros are asking me, Hey, you know, can you connect me to an investor so I can ask for a million dollars into my company? And you think someone's going to give you a million dollars when you don't know the difference between gross and net margins, right? It's like, you know, you need to learn this stuff. Uh, you need to know what your gross revenue, the total amount of sales generated is. You need to know your operating profit, which is, you know, after your cost of delivering your goods, how much is left. You need to know your net profit, which is literally after, after you've paid everything, paid yourself, your payroll, your taxes, how much profit is actually left for the company. A lot of fit pros today still think profit is, they mistake profit with income. And, you know, I say, how much, how much did the, did the, did, did you make last month? They say $4,000. Great. How much did the company make in profit? And they say, oh, that was the $4,000. I took the profit and paid myself. Well, that means the company didn't make any profit then. Right? So, so you've got to realize that if you are taking all the profits, your company has no profit. You're getting paid as an employee, but the company has nothing. Yeah. And as we go back to operating cash flow is, is the number one number in your business. The number one number, you know, Mark, I love this. Mark, marketers will think they're cleverer than they are. We'll say the most important number in your business is LTV. No, it's not. The most important number is profit margin. No, it's not. The, the only, the most important number in your business is your amount of operating cash flow. Your operating cash flow is take the amount it costs you to break even each month. How much does it cost to run your business each month? Pay, pay your rent, pay yourself, pay your team, pay your taxes. Let's say that's 5K a month, right, for a small business. So your operating cash is how many months worth of $5,000 do you have in the profit account? So how many months could you actually stay open uh, and keep the lights on if no new revenue came in? We suggest you want to get to a point ASAP of getting at least six months of operating cash in the bank in savings. So if it costs you 5k a month to run your company and pay yourself, then you'd be getting at least 30k put aside in, in, in profits so that if the worst happened tomorrow, like a coronavirus outbreak, and then nobody comes to your gym or your gym gets closed down by the government, which is happening in certain, it's happened to our clients in Italy, uh, and other places in the UK, they're going to close schools now. That means they're going to, we're going to see massive drops in retention. Adults can't make it to the sessions now because they've got kids at home. This is going to happen. And, 
you know, people, are, you can do retention tactics maybe, but the, at the end of the day, there's not a lot you can do. People aren't not always coming to you just because they don't want to pay the money. They're not coming to you because they're not physically able now. Some of them are quarantined in their homes. How do you, what's your retention strategy for someone who's quarantined in their home? Like, you know, you can go online, I guess, but it's, it's these things you can do, but it's only minimizing the damage. The, the real defense, like I said, is having cash in the bank that you can afford to go through these bumpy periods and you'll still be okay on the other side because your, your surplus cash has protected you. So the reality is 99, I'll say 100% of the fit pros I talk to are not making anywhere near the amount of revenue they actually need to be making because they're still thinking of it like, well, I want to make 5K a month. So if I just earn 10K, cover my costs and take five for myself, we're all good. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're on a job, which is just living hand to mouth every 30 days. And most 99% of fit pros or about 95% of companies don't have more than one month of operating cash flow in the bank, as we were talking about before we went, before we came on here. Yeah. So most gyms, 95% of gyms and by extension, 95% of fit pros watching this are one month, one bad month away from bankruptcy. One yep. bad month can knock you out if you're in that position. And a bad month is always coming. Yeah. And, and, and most fit pros who've gone to business the last five years, they haven't even gone through a recession yet. And I was joking in my mentorship, my mastermind group today, we were having a bit of a laugh and we'd said like, look, you know, I think until, until you've got been through a recession, you're still a business virgin. You know, it's like some, a few guys are worried, like, this is my first recession coming up. Like, how is it? And, you know, it's like an initiation. It's like until you've been through a recession, I mean, do you really know what it takes? That's when you learn these leadership skills. It's yeah. easy to good economy when Facebook ads are super cheap and there's not much competition and, you know, but then you go through a, an economic change, which happens every 10 years. And, 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 a lot of guys are having a wake-up call right now and they're questioning things. And that's why, again, it comes back to you got you to learn this business education. Finances is a huge part of that. Yeah, 100%. My, my thing with the finances has always been the guys that will come to me and I'll ask them, you know, you know well, so how much, what, what do you generate in a month right now? What's your revenue at? Oh, I generate 40000 a month. So, okay, you generate 40000 a month. So your, your, your monthly reoccurring is up around 40000 a month. Well, no, no. My monthly reoccurring is ten thousand, but I bring in thirty thousand in challenges every month. As I know, so you make ten thousand a month. <laughs> that that that's the number you have to build your business off of, or you should be building your business off of. But they're not. They're building it off forty k. So they got overinflated expenses. They got staff they should not have. And then the second their leads dry up a little bit, they're they're crumbling. So. Let's talk, let's talk about that now because this has happened. So, you know, yeah, you know, the coronavirus has been going on. But yesterday seemed to be a pretty big shift in the United States because all of a sudden every Major League Baseball, uh, uh, NBA, NHL, massive events, all kinds of things are shut down. Uh, spring break in the schools extended. So all of a sudden you get some fear that starts to creep in 
to, to people's lives. And the gym is known to be a germ box, right? And, and people already don't want to work out. So now is a perfect excuse not to be signing up in the gym. So that we might, we might, you know, who knows what's going to happen, but we can play devil's advocate. We can speak hypothetically. You know, if this thing was to carry on and, and some, and some people in the medical field are even talking, you know, this might be another 30, 60 days. If this oh, yeah. carry on for 60 days, I know a lot of gym owners here in the U.S., micro, you know, small business gym owners that are going to be out of business, right? So because they don't have that operating income. They don't have any money saved at all, right? So um, what are some things right now, you know, what are some things that you would share with your, uh, your employees, your, the, the gym owners that you're mentoring? So, hey, you're, you know what? They're, they're already kind of going to be in hot water. What are things that we can do right now today, right, to try and ride this thing out, right, and grow actually through this as a person and as a business owner and as a leader, that when we get to the other side of it, our business is going to benefit from maybe this time that we went through. Yeah, and, and you know, there, like, yeah, there's definitely things you can do, but it's, it's, it's tough because like you say to a weight loss client who comes in and says, you know, I've been overeating for six years, what can I do now to get in shape today? The answer is, I don't know, give it 12 months and let's see. Right. And I hate to like, I'm the most, probably the most like gloomiest negative guy out there in the industry right now, but I'm, I'm not being negative. I'm just saying it as it is. You, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that same conversation with a weight loss client. You know, my mentor It's different. The conversation with my mentorship clients is different because they know from day one, I'm telling them, start saving money. Don't spend money on dumb crap. Yeah. Right. Because um, if we can make cuts in their personal life, uh, then they don't need to stress the business so much. You know, they're like, I need, I need 7K a month for myself. I'm like, why? If you've got kids, a family, things like that, then it's more understandable. But if, they're not, if they have no dependents, they just want to go backpacking around Bali. I'm like, you know, maybe now is not the right time to do that. Um, so so if, they, if they can live more frugally in their personal life, then they don't have to stress the company so much. Um, and so it really is like, it's, it's, it's getting as much cash collected as fast as you can. It's, it, and it's, and it, you know, um, another thing I know Fit Pros will tend to do right now is they'll start to sabotage their own marketing. A lot of guys even ask me like, you know, with the coronavirus, if people aren't gonna buy, is it worth running my ads? And I'm like, Yes. Again, advertising is your offense right now. Now, if you throw in the towel, you may as well just quit anyway. I mean, if you're, if you're pumping money, tons of money into ads and they're not converting or not making an ROI, then you have to, again, you don't stop advertising. You just assess your advertising or, or work with a professional like yourself and get it profitable. But in hard times is when you need more marketing, not less. So, uh, and if they don't, if they haven't even got that offensive advertising and they've got no cash for defense, then they're, they're going to be committing business suicide. Yeah. Self-sabotage. It's almost like the weight loss client that's self-sabotaging, right? Oh, X, Y, Z is going to happen. I'm not going to lose the weight. So I'm just going to go out tonight and smash my face full of food, even though like, those oh. events haven't happened. But with the gym owner, then really then right now it's like, Hey, we got to start doing the basics today. Well, right. yeah, I'm not, I'm not just that, but the other thing as well, I think, is that we're so conditioned now um, 
through all this like freedom lifestyle stuff where, you know, it's like, I want a 20 K a month gym and I want to work one hour a day. If you don't have, if you have cash working for you and therefore you can pay people, you can work one out. I have four facilities running, two more opening next month as a co-owner. I'll visit them once a month. I mean, not right now because I can't fly anywhere, but because um, we have cash and assets working for us. But most of you guys, if you don't, if you don't have the operating cash, you need to start saving it right now. Okay, but what do you do if you haven't got it yet? Well, if you haven't got money, then you, you've got to put in more time. It's time versus money. So if you haven't got the operating cash collected, you better be willing to put in more hours. You might have to sack off a couple of trainers and, 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 and to, to, to retain that cash and do it yourself for a while. That's the biggest one, Justin, right there. I, 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 I don't want to stop you, but... They always say, I want to make 10K a month and then outsource myself. And I'm like, you ain't going to be outsourcing yourself till you reach at least 35K a month profitably, buddy. Like it isn't the dream. We're not running a freaking like, you know, email marketing business here. And this is a gym to run with people to lead. And so there's that perspective. If you haven't got the cash yet, you've got to start putting more time in and get back in the trenches and roll your sleeves up and take some sessions back and stop trying to run a freaking laptop business because you've got a gym to run. Yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest misconception. So what, what, what I don't think people have grasped onto some are starting to is that, Someone making a sale is making a sale. What they're selling you doesn't necessarily going to have to be real. They just need you to be able to buy it from them. And that's what so many gym owners have bought from all these gurus. I'm going to live this laptop lifestyle or whatever. People will even say to me, well, Robert, you're working on your laptop now. And I'll be like, okay. And I work more. I work in my house on a laptop for myself and I put in more hours than anybody I know. That is why I'm able to work on my laptop because I work all the time. I run to work, not from work, but I'll run into gym owners and, and they're obviously operating way above where they need to from, from an expensive standpoint and they'll ask what to do and it's like, you got to fire some people. You have to fire some people and you have to go back. Oh, I, I, I'm not going back. It's like they're above that. And it's like, no, no, no. You weren't good enough to be where you're at right now or you wouldn't even be having these problems. Like you, you try to work yourself out of something that, that you had no business doing in the first place because you didn't have the foundation to support it. You need to let go of your salesperson. You need to let go of at least one or two trainers, your uh, challenger coordinator. You need to get rid of all these positions. You need to get back in the gym, right, and start to rebuild, but they don't want to hear it. But it's the truth. Yeah, they want the online coaching lifestyle or what they think that is. I mean, we've got an online business and that's a whole other story. Um, hard. It's, it's harder than being in person with people, man. Well, you know, we've got online business and supplements, right? And like, I'll be honest with you guys, like the coronavirus stuff with our supplements business, that's probably, we have, we have 17 raw materials shipped through China. So over the last month, and projected over the next two months, we're estimating this uh, epidemic right now is probably going to cost us about 100k. Well, yeah, that's good. That's a good little lick. We can't we can't fulfill like three weeks of orders. Have now got we were promised to us, and then they couldn't go through because someone's supplier or supplier couldn't make it. So we are giving refunds back, and then and then um, no sales being able to made for at least eight weeks. That's cost us our projections in there. And then also then finding 
new suppliers for those materials, which is now more expensive because it's in different areas, not so far east anymore. Yeah, we're estimating probably it's cost us about 100K. Yeah. Right? And, you know, and, and we're, we're working around the clock on stuff to get this sorted. We've got, a, we've got our online app that are, we've got 380 people doing a six-week challenge online for our online coaching business right now. So 380 people, in, you know, with a Facebook group, a program, uh, a new app we've brought out. And, of course, it's the V1 of the app, and there's a lot of glitches and different things and people, you know. And we've got three app developers and we're working night and day on fixing bugs and getting the app working. An app for people paying 60 bucks a month, right? Yeah. And this is the online business. And sometimes I'm just like, you know what? When I, when I look at my four, four gyms, I'm like, that's a piece of cake compared to like this online stuff sometimes. Um, and that's, but again, it's just the risk versus rewards. I want the rewards of having super scalable, faster income there's a hell of a lot of crap to dig through to, to a responsibility to get that reward. And you, know, oh, yeah. you have this really skewed perspective on what it takes to build an actual sustainable seven figure business, not a seven figure funnel. And you mentioned the two comma clubs and I tell you what guys, you see any fit pros or marketing people and won't name names, but we know who's around. You see anyone in their first year shoots to a seven figure two comma club. You, here's my question. Let's see if they're in business in one year from now. And I bet they'll be, they'll be gone. Yep. Came in to get mine. See y'all later. <laughs> you know, that's means low profits. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I, I've been on the backside of it. I've seen some of these guys and I won't name any names, but I've seen guys that are, you know, toting around their two comma club awards, but you know, they they got their paychecks to employees on 10 day holds. <laughs> it's just like, why, why are you lying to people, man? But, you know, that's for another day. You know, I, I want you to be able to share here at the end a little bit about what you're doing so people can get a good, uh, you know, uh, idea of how you're serving fit pros. But I, I, want, I do want to touch on the marketing really quick here towards the end. You know, um, being, being that, you know, that my, it's my passion. I love to market. But I, I you know, with, with the gym owners, you know, we, we help gym owners. We run ads. And I've been consulting with marketing for about a year now. But it, one of the things that I run into is it, on a daily basis with the gym owners, and it goes back to the leadership, right? But it's, I put up my Facebook ads. I'm just waiting for people to come in. That's all I'm doing, right? They got a simple Facebook ad, right? That's all that they have. That's all they're doing. But then they think they're going to have, again, that seven-figure business, right? Where we're really, you know, it's, you know, you have Facebook, you have Google, you have YouTube, you have Instagram, you have all these traffic channels online, but you have your offline, real grassroots type marketing, you know, you have your organic strategies and I just don't see people doing it, right? So what, what, what are your thoughts about just marketing and just the approach really that you need to be able to take if you actually want to be successful the way that people say they want to be successful? My thought is there's, there's essentially three forms of marketing. There's three traffic sources, that's paid traffic, organic traffic, and then endorsed traffic. And unless you're doing all three of them, you don't really have a compound growth thing in place. So, um, you know, the paid ads, you want to get, you know, at least two paid streams. You don't have just Facebook running. If Facebook, if your Facebook ads are running great, then you then want to start stacking up with, if you can afford it to then getting like a Google campaign or something because 
The only thing worse than not having a successful Facebook ad campaign is relying on one successful Facebook ad campaign. And, and um, if you're just relying on one paid platform, you all, one is the worst number in business, right? You always wanna have another paid, alternative paid platform that is supplementing or at least an insurance policy should your core, and you're not gonna spend the same budget on both of them, but if you have one key driver, but you always want to back up that if anything happened to that one that one platform, you can always leverage off another one. And you've got Google ads, Instagram ads, uh, YouTube ads, Snapchat ads you were talking about earlier, print ads. You know, you can get print ads for pennies today. Um, and, and that's really, paid is really important because obviously you're leveraging your money rather than putting more time. And you can hustle for six hours a day on social media, but you can just put 20 bucks into a Facebook ad and it'll reach more people and, and it'll, you'll never out hustle that. Then when that, and when that's working for you, you've got a consistent stream coming in. You want to be focusing on your organic efforts too, putting out content on multiple social media platforms, build your YouTube presence your, uh, and the three big ones for most fit pros that are still super untapped is Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Mm-hmm. I've not seen any fit pros even scratch the surface. And even in our businesses, we're not scratching the surface on, Insta or YouTube as much as I'd, as I'd like to yet either. Um, we've got some work there to do as well, but we're working on it daily. And then you've got endorsed. And this is where you start leveraging other people's audiences. And you want to be then collaborating, working with the local schools, local salons, local sports teams, local media, um, any local institutions, charities, um, corporate work offices, get tapped into your community your members, um, our members are so, res- I tell people our members have brought in probably at least half of our gym for as well as we've done on paid advertising. So our members drive people to us every single month and they love doing it, you know, because we've given them something to be proud of. But, and, and I just don't see people really doing it. Not, not that they should be. And it's funny that the thing is out of, actually out of all those three methods, my opinion is a bit, Contrary, because I actually believe organic is the least effective and the last thing to focus on out of those three methods. I think everyone should start with paid as soon as they can. It's harder now, I mean, back a few years ago, you can start with five bucks a day on Facebook ads. And I was like, if you can't afford five bucks a day to reach a few thousand people, then what the hell are you spending money on? Um, but if you can get you know, 10, pounds, 10 pounds or dollars a day into Facebook, it is going to really help you out to get more reach. And then if you start with um, endorsed, tapping into other people's audiences where you get quick referrals, quick things happen through that pre-built trust, and then start organic. So organic is essentially trying to, okay, you're trying to build a list. That's what you're doing here is list build. So you either buy a list, you which you're doing off like paid ads, you borrow a list, which is endorsed and tapping into other people's trust and audiences, or you can try building the list from scratch yourself. Now, if you put this in terms of a house or any other asset, would you buy the house outright for the cash? Would you borrow the money or would you try and build the house yourself brick by brick? Yeah. Exactly. You might buy it or you, or you borrow it. The third option is build it yourself because the biggest mistake people make in business is when they, they know there's an asset they don't have, like, like a, a prospect list is a great asset. The mistake, though, is 
if you don't have that asset, the worst thing to try and do is put time and energy to trying to build it all yourself. When you could leverage and, and share, find someone else who already has that asset, like Facebook, and pay them some money for it, or local salon with 100 clients and, and do a deal. And, and, and you want to share what assets you do have, money with a paid platform, or the asset of a deal, an incentive, some kind of value you could provide to the hair salon. Could you train all their staff for half price? Could you give them a special deal? Could you, um, you know, share some of their content, interview them on a live stream? Cross-promoting emails is something I love. You go somewhere that, uh, to a business that has your audience, right? And you let them know, hey, and, and I always will volunteer first. Hey, I have a list of about 5,000 names on it, right? Are you guys running any specials right now? Yeah, we're running this. Okay, I'm gonna email. I'm gonna email my audience for you. You would do that, absolutely. And then you, they always follow with, can, can, "Are you guys doing anything? Can I do anything for you?" Yeah. So I'm with you. I use paid ads to then to build an audience and a list and get people in my gym. But then when they're there, I use the, those people to go get go get more people. So I got my money working for me. I got my people working for me, and I got and I'm connecting with people in the community. That's working for me, and that's why we've been successful. You know, like, but to really have a, just even have a plan for all that to even kind of systematically even work together, you know? So, but look, you've been here. I appreciate all your time, man. So to wrap this up, really, uh, can you share with uh, the, the um, listener that might be like, you know, man, I, I do need some more help and uh, you know, the getting the leads is one thing, but like, I, I really care about my business. I want to see it grow and flourish the way I dreamed about it would. You know, what is it that working with you, what, how, how are you helping gym owners? And, and, and if you could touch on, like, I know you have the accountability that's worked in there where you're not just paying for some portal to get into, but you're actually coaching these guys. Can you share a little bit about what you're doing? Yeah, we're, we're doing some things very unprecedented in the industry because we understand our customer. We know that, you know, all these like high ticket coaching doesn't work because the gym owners we work with, they don't have good cash flow. They're making 20K a month, but again, they're not profitable. So they don't, so even though where everyone else is, and what you need is one-to-one -one guidance and help. Yeah, being thrown to a Facebook group is not enough. So we're, we offer one-to-one -one mentoring. where We get into your finances. We get stuck into your systems. We get stuck into your marketing. We give you as many tools and templates and, and things from our own successful gyms to help you. But we realize that fit pros in this position can't pay, you know, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 a month for a mentor. And so what we've been able to do is engineer our business so that we've brought the investment down to, you know, around about five, 600 bucks a month for one-on-one -on -one mentorship with us, um, you know, with me as well. Um, and again, we, we, we want to build the long-term relationship with a client because we know if we can help you through the first couple of months, get started without stressing your cash flow. we can, first of all, we'll start, we'll start looking at your inefficient costs. We'll strip out some costs from the business. We'll look at how you pay your coaches and your team. Uh, we'll get your team more productive. We'll, we'll um, help you with your marketing, get your marketing, bring better returns. And then all the stuff you are paying out for suddenly starts bringing a bigger ROI. So now you suddenly have more profits in the bank. You have some breathing space. And we want to help fit pros get to that thing of making, you know, one, two, three, four thousand $4,000 a month in profit after they've paid themselves, which gives them that breathing space. 
and then they can use that then to actually reinvest in scaling the business once it's systemized and ready. So we're taking business owners through every single step from the mindset, the leadership, the, the vision and core values and the culture, from the systems and finances to the marketing, sales, paid, organic and endorsed. Um, and, and so you have a full, complete business setup that is going to be scalable, um, sellable even. Uh, and, and we give you the one-to-one -one help plus live events in the U.S., uh, and the ones in the US, uh, we, we, we partner with, with yourself and, and, and you'll be there for those events too, uh, or in the UK and, and maybe even Australia by next year. So we, we like to add live events, you know, one day masterminds of, of actual help on the spot and then one-to-one -one mentoring every month um, and, and, and giving you the systems to implement in a real business education. That's what people need, not just a new funnel, not just a Facebook group, but a real coach to um, help you not through the tech, not just the technical aspects of understanding these things, but having a coach uh, or a one-to-one -one mentor is just there to, to handle that emotional resiliency side. There's, like I said, there's going to be uncomfortable conversations you have to have and unpopular decisions you have to make. And sometimes the guys on, on their call with me, they just, they're like, you know what? I know what I'm doing. I know the systems that's all working. My finances are tracked. I just, you know, I've got to let this person go and I feel really crap about it, you know, uh, how I work on my mindset. And sometimes it's just having someone to talk to about these kind of emotionally tough decisions we have to make in business that you can't really go to other people in life and talk about. So there's, there's that mindset, coaching, accountability, and education that we're able to provide to, to um, gym owners who are at six figures or very close to it. Um, at the lowest rate in the industry because we, you just can't pay the high ticket coaching fees. It's not sustainable. And I think we're just beyond that point. I don't want you paying all your savings money. Um, we want you making a profitable business that can afford mentorship um, and, and you grow exponentially from there to multiple locations or to whatever it is you want to do. 100%. Yeah. That was one of the first things I, cause since I've been trying to help gym owners myself, you know, it's always been about making it affordable so that I actually could earn money and, and grow their business. So when we met and you shared with me what you were doing at the price point that you're doing, it, it was like, yeah, I, right then you know that somebody cares or doesn't care with what's going on in the industry. So I knew that you're one of the few good guys that's out there. And now, you know, I even have a gym owner that we run ads for, that, that does mentoring with you and there's been nothing but good things to say. And, you know, quite frankly, that guy is doing pretty well right now, which, you know, so what, what I guess ends up starting to happen. So look, I appreciate your time here today, man. I know that, uh, I, I got a lot from this. So, um, you know, uh, ho hopefully everybody that's listening to this will, will be able to take something from this and, and, and do what they may choose to do. Uh, Justin, if, if one of those things is to actually reach out to you, how can somebody find you? So they can just find me on Facebook. I'll be, I'll be tagged in your, in your group as well as type in Justin Devonshire. And if you want to get like uh, access to a lot of my content, I've got stuff like this on YouTube. Our podcast is quite popular. Uh, then just go to www.justindevonshire.com forward slash bio links.
Okay. Uh, and that will just bring you to um, like a link tree of, of um, if you want to find out about mentoring, we have a, a four week uh, free mentorship trial if, upon successful application for a certain number of businesses. It's kind of like a, a scholarship type thing. Um, we have our podcast, YouTube, stuff like that at justindevonshire.com forward slash bio links to find that. Awesome. And so if anybody is seeing this and they see you obviously tagged in the post that will be accompanied with this video, they can go ahead and just reach out to you directly too to get in for more information. Sure. And if also if anyone wants to reach out to my uh, WhatsApp, it's my personal cell WhatsApp. I'll get back to every message. If you have a personal question or anything, it's, uh, it's just 00357-9680-6626. And you can just WhatsApp me straight away. All right, man. Well, thanks for your time, bro. Really uh, enjoyed this, man. Thank, thanks for uh, sharing uh, wealth and knowledge that you have and experience with the with the group, man. I look forward to us catching up again soon. All right, cool, man. Thanks as ever, and I look forward to be back on soon. All right.